0: good evening everyone welcome back to the next episode of four guys saying a bunch of shit this is episode two season three shockingly um and we're literally on a two-week stride right now which is rare for us given our past track record so this is great um this is matt here um and also joining me is tyrone khalil and toby um and i guess tonight is uh, well. actually before i do that how's everyone's monday going so far slash weekend
1: yeah it's monday it's a monday Yes. It's been shitty. It's it's a Monday
0: all around, 100%, 150% a Monday.
2: Mm.
0: Um, So I was looking forward to this all day, to be honest with you. I literally was trying to log off work, put the kids to bed, and be like, all right, I'm in. Let's go. And then I even got kids down half an hour early, so that was perfect. Um, So I guess, yeah, tonight's my show, and I've got kind of a unique one here. I'm kind of pulling from back in the first season, what Ty used to talk about with TV, um, and I wanted to talk about tonight um, and get everyone's input on this of your favorite, most underrated television shows that no one watches. Oh, wow. Um, and yeah, so there's, uh, especially over the, the last couple of years or uh, during the pandemic, of course, you know, it was pretty popular to watch all the stuff that everyone else was watching because that seemed to be the thing. But now since I pretty much run out of TV and, and they're, they're slowly making things again, I've kind of reverted back to trying to find things that were like really unique or stuff that I've always wanted to watch, but never got around to. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can kick off mine first if you want some examples or I can open it up to the group.
1: Yeah. Go ahead. Why don't you take the lead on that, Matt? Yeah. See where you head with this. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So one of the ones that I actually recently just finished, and I'm thrilled it got renewed for a third season, which is not going to come until next year is a show warrior. Um, it originally started on Cinemax and yes. then it, it got moved over to HBO Max where it found new fans, um, a better following, which is why it actually got renewed after it got canceled. But essentially what it is, is it is it, it is based off of Bruce Lee's short stories and writings, yes. and they wanted to make it for a long time. Um, and it's set in like, I can't, I'm probably going to botch this, but it's basically set in like the early eighteen. century. Um, like the turn of the century, when there's lots of migrants coming into San Francisco, um, and it's probably one of the coolest kung fu shows I think I've ever seen in my life. Um, it is up there with if you've ever seen the movie The Raid, in terms of yeah uh, choreography, in terms of the way the fight scenes are done. Um, it, it is just unbelievable. Now, the first season story is a little bit. Uh, it, it, it gets better than the first half of the second of uh, the first season and the second season. but it is one of those shows that I'm dying to see where they go next. And honestly, no one watched it when it was on Cinemax. It was completely underrated. And if you want to watch a show with amazing fight scenes, it's brutal and really interesting sto- and story and storylines of different um, turf and gang wars and the, the, the turn of the century in San Francisco based off of Bru- Bruce Lee's short stories. I would highly recommend it. It's an hour long show, so Toby's not going to watch it, but it's really, really good.
2: I've seen some like of the it. first season, but um, yeah, I just got caught up watching other things. But I definitely need to re to re- revisit it and finish it.
3: Yeah, well, Matt Cullo, this I'm glad you mentioned this show because it's it's created by the same guys who created another show, a scary show that no one watched that I love, Banshee. That Banshee. was awesome. yep exactly yeah. I love that show, Banshee, and I love Warrior. I watch it all the time, so I'm yeah. one of those
1: who watch it. And Bruce Lee's daughter executive produces the show.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's actually really good. Um, the other one that's kind of... Um, well, actually, one complaint I have on the show that I'm curious to see if other people that might you know, know this. So the first episode, it was really interesting because there's lots of people migrating from all over the place. There's lots of languages and dialects that pretty much don't exist anymore today. Um, and I was hopeful they do subtitles because most of the cast is of you know, um, Pacific descent and Asian and all of that. So I was hoping they do subtitles, but they do a very unique thing in the first episode where they almost make a whooshing sound and it shifts completely to English. And I was really pissed off at first because I'm like, wait, like, this is kind of watering this down. It's like, you know, it's making it way too Hollywoodized,
3: mm-hmm. but I
0: read or led articles of why they did it. It's because they couldn't find any actors Chinese actors, you know, Korean actors, anyone that could speak the dialect or language that would have been happening at that time. Hmm. So what they did is they 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 give some scenarios where they do revert back to subtitles, but whenever they're speaking with each other and not speaking with like the Americans in the show, it's in English, you can understand it. But what, when they're interacting with American actors, so people from the US, they're either speaking in broken English or they don't speak at all. So it's a really unique concept that they did. I was pissed off at first because I'm like, I honestly would have loved to see subtitles, but it made a lot more sense that no one speaks half this language, that 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 exists, which is why they made that choice. So another really interesting thing of why I think the show is so unique in terms of how they got around it. The other show that I swear I'd be shocked if any of you guys watched, um, and I love the um, the book Treasure Island more than Life itself. But on stars, Black Sails was one of the best shows, in my personal opinion, better than Game of Thrones um, that no one really watched. And it's a prequel to Treasure Island where you learn about Captain Flint and you learn about um, Long John Silver before they become the characters we know in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, it is four seasons. First season is a little wonky because they're not quite sure what they're doing but the rest of the seasons are literally probably some of the best television I've ever watched. And it's all filmed on real location. They built the boats, the pirate actions, incredible. And the storyline's super deep um, and everything. And that's another show that I honestly, I haven't really talked to really anybody that's also watched.
3: Mm-hmm. Sorry. So <clears throat> I guess I'll go next. So, um, um, I guess I, I, oh, okay. So maybe Khalil, but I don't think, or maybe Matt too. Definitely not Toby. Orville uh, was a show on Fox. It's mm-hmm. uh, still a show on Fox. It hasn't officially been canceled, but it's been canceled. And it's coming back for one more season. I think it's going to be on his app. Maybe Khalil knows better. Uh, but I mean, I thought the show was—I thought the show was funny. I thought the show was interesting. I thought it was as close as you're going to get to Star Trek: Next Generation, which it really truly was a rip-off of Star Trek: Next Generation. Um, but it, it, it had good ideas. It had um, thought-provoking uh, 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 writing, so I did like it and enjoy it. So for me, one is Orville. I'm pulling these out of my ass, by the way, Matt, because I I wasn't prepared for this. So here we go. <laughs> uh, so the next one would be, uh, well, Banshee. Banshee is a show no one yeah. watched. One. It was on Cinemax. It's ex- extremely brutal, extremely violent, um, lots of sex. But in between all of that, if you're not into that, has a very interesting storyline where a gentleman... He's finally out of prison after, I think he serves maybe 10 or 15 years in prison, Um, and then he comes back, and he's looking for his family. He finds his family, and he ends up uh, taking the role of sheriff of the town uh, after the sheriff is, I believe, murdered, Um, and so he takes over the sheriff of the town. He's running the town as sheriff, even though he's a criminal, and he's trying to take down this, get this, an Amish uh, (laughs) crime syndicate. What? It's hilarious how does to that say. Work? I don't know, but it works, uh, and it's such what do they do, a good deal butter. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, they're, they're they're selling drugs, and you know why would you assume the Amish would do that? And that's kind of how they're playing it. So it's it's, right. it's a very interesting show, in the fact that it's doing it's original is what it is, and. You don't expect an Amish crime syndicate and you don't expect a criminal taking over a sheriff of a town and nobody knows it. Uh, You don't expect the fight scenes that are in it because it's very brutal. It's not like, you know, um, I don't know, the rock fighting someone where he gets one scratch or, you know, Jason, you know, Statham where he beats 50 guys asses and nothing happens to him. This is a guy who, you know, has regular fighting skills. He loses a lot of his fights you know, it's it's a really good show. It's um so Banshee's another one. So Orville Banshee, and then uh, I guess uh, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Cowboy Bebop, the live action Cowboy Bebop that was on Netflix. None of you motherfuckers watched it, and now it's been canceled, and I'm mad because um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the, the the music background of it. I enjoy John Cho, and I like anything he does. I just think he's he's a really good actor. I feel like, you know, Hollywood should give him more opportunities to show his skill. Uh, but Cowboy Bebop was a fun show for me. It's okay, it wasn't the cartoon. It wasn't the anime. But, you know, I felt, I, I felt a connection to it. I enjoyed the stories. I enjoyed the action of it. And I enjoyed just seeing it, seeing uh, an Asian American running a show. Because you don't get to see that very much. Even though you got a gentleman coming soon. I forget his name. Because they're rebooting Quantum Leap. With the Asian mm-hmm. gentleman, yeah. I'm excited about that. Can't wait to see that. I uh, hopefully, they do an episode where they find Scott Bakula, and he has forgotten who he actually is. Maybe get him home, so I have some closure. <laughs>
0: but, uh,
3: but maybe not. Whatever. So, um, but uh, those are three shows for me that uh, I think no one watches, but are really, really good. No, that's good. I, I, I wanted to watch Cowboy
0: Bebop, but I just not get around to it. But I was really sad. it got canceled. <laughs> you were one uh, of those
3: motherfuckers then.
0: <laughs> I was definitely one of the ones that contribute to its demise, but I, I, I wanted to watch it, but then it got canceled, so now I'm hesitant to watch it because there's going to be no reason to. Yeah, It's not going to follow
3: up. It is in a cliffhanger, and it, bo- it it bothers me that I'll never figure out You know, what... I mean, it's obvious you know what's going to happen, but I would have loved to yeah. see how they did it. Fair. So,
2: for me, I definitely watched the least amount of TV among the four of us. So, I struggled to find at least one show that I loved that is not really, you know, popular critics, uh, you know, a critically acclaimed show. So, I came up with two, and they're both animated. One is a Netflix uh, series that. Only ran two seasons. I know they might make more seasons uh, called "Love, Death, and
1: Robots." Yep, I saw that. Oh, okay. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah.
2: And you know, I was just—I know—I'm into sci-fi, and I love the uh, animation, and I love the fact that a different uh, a different uh, animator uh, does each episode. So you get like, yeah, you get like a the full breadth of you know the different styles of, you know, animation uh, domestically and internationally. Na- na- so it was, uh, you know, I was I was definitely impressed by the writing, uh, some of the most realistic um, animation I've seen. And, uh, you know, I like the fact that it, sp- it spans uh, multiple, gen- multiple genres like science fiction, fantasy, horror, uh, comedy, and, uh, you know, some of it's light, some of it's dark. And, you know, if you're into, you know, creative, um, non-mainstream animation that can get a little, you know, violent, thought-provoking, uh, et cetera, I would definitely recommend Love, Death, and Robots. Uh, two seasons are on um, Netflix. Netflix, and there are about 26 episodes total.
1: And it's anthologized. People should know, too. And anthologized. Oh, yeah, so I think, nice. Okay.
2: I think it was the creators were inspired by the heavy metal uh magazine yeah. they used to be popular in the 80s and there also was I a heavy metal it. cartoon movie in in 1980 that you yes. know yeah so John Candy Yep So my second show uh Moral Oral Moral Oral <laughs> was Hmm. a a claymation uh, show.
0: Oh, that's not where I thought you were going. Right.
2: (laughs) 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 Well, I shouldn't say claymation. Stop animation, I should say. uh, On uh, Adult Swim. And it ran for three seasons. I think his first season debuted in 2005. It's on the surface about a, uh, you know, a Protestant young boy, Oral Puppington, I think is his name. And uh, you know, he, I guess uh, you know tries to to be on the straight and narrow, but you know he has these quote unquote immoral sexual uh, fan, fan, uh, fantasies that are kind of dark uh, including sperm filled p- pastry bags. And so it's interesting. I loved it. I love dark um, a dark humor, but apparently uh, people don't share my affinity for black humor it's and.
1: The show's kind of like Leave It to Beaver meets like it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, damn! That's interesting. That's kind. I've seen. I've I've seen a little bit of it myself. Yeah, that's Mm kind of what what it's going for. Moral oral, and it's not oral. It's O R E L. It's not O R A L. So yeah, Uh, okay. Yeah, I
0: mean (laughs) sperm-filled snack bags. I mean, mean, it's kind of that's seems seems to. That's a good point. <laughs> I don't know where else to go with that. Yeah, not know head that
2: one. Yeah. So once your kids reach, uh, you know, the age where you know they could appreciate this type of humor, so I say about eight or nine. You know, feel free to share it with the fam.
1: Yeah. Oh sure. Well, so I, um, definitely watch it in the nursing home. Okay. <laughs> right, yeah. Um. Okay. Well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I like, uh, love, death, and robots. I thought you know same thing Khalil said. It was really good. Uh, different animators again it was anthologized so most of it you know most of the episodes were only anywhere from you know seven eight minutes to 15 minutes long so it's kind of the ballad of buster scruggs of animated uh Mm -hmm. stuff it was was really good
3: (laughs) Um, what i've been watching hey hey, i'm sorry toby before you start uh you should know that the audience none of them get french television or uh anything from um, uh (laughs) uh way, so if you can keep it more American, we'd appreciate it. I watched the I watched this
1: TV show called Le Pepe Le Pew, and yeah. yes. <laughs> no, I watched that. No. Uh, But speaking of which, and it's funny because this show was a mid—I didn't realize it was a mid-season replacement. I only had nine episodes, I, and I think it, I know it got renewed because a new a new season starts at the end of March is uh, Abbott Elementary on ABC. Oh, yeah, that's Thank really you, good. Thank you, Tyrone, for, Hulu, for your Hulu uh, stuff, because it's um, – yeah, and, you know, as teachers, uh, especially Ty and myself, um, there's a lot to appreciate. Just, uh, like, the people who work at the school, I mean, you think, th- you think it's just so over the top and so uh, glamorized, but it really is uh, a microcosm of how your school is. The principal on that show is, like, my old principal – <laughs> um, great witty witty you know it's very much it's kind of like i told aaron it's the office meets boston public it's you know the documentary mockumentary style where they're looking at the camera a lot breaking the fourth wall and then trying to tackle issues that happen in public school like kids not being able to read and yeah. not having funding um but it's uh it, it's it's pretty good um been checking that out i i was worried at first i was like oh, i don't know if this is going to be what i was looking for but it's pretty good. Abbott Elementary, again, it's on ABC. Um, and that actually is all I have.
3: I'll throw I another w- one. Well, really quick, I wanted to say something about Abbott uh, Elementary. Because for me, and I mean, Toby, you'll have a different experience, but you know I used to be a teacher. So to me, when I was watching it, it's the closest to an actual school environment that I've ever seen on television, because, you know, you have your, your Boston Publix, but it's mostly fights and, yes, you know, over stuff and stuff yeah. like that. When I watch those episodes, the principal, even though the principal's like crazy acting and, you know, but the fact that she's she's willing to cover up stuff, the fact that she's not willing to actually fund the school the way she's supposed to fund the school, I'm used to that. I've seen that. Mm-hmm. I've I, you know, not throwing people out there, but i've I've looked at things and, and seen things where I'm like, there's no way this is happening and being allowed and I'm watching it on the show and I'm like, okay, the person who's writing this is probably a teacher. <laughs> because yeah.
1: It's so accurate. It really is. and like you said, Boston Public had a way of of, again, um, you know, sort of glorifying like they took a lot of dramatic license. like they would cram. You know, they would cram about four weeks worth of events into one hour long episode and it didn't, you know, it made it seem very unrealistic. It was kind of like kitchen nightmares. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like you said, Abbott Elementary is much more like each episode takes place with there's some sense of realism from, uh, you know, you like you said, uh, how the characters act and um, yeah, all that.
0: Yeah. I honestly have never heard of that show, which is interesting.
1: Yeah, it was a mid season replacement. It got it, it started in late December. The girl who started it, Quinta Brunson, she's from Philly. The show takes place in Philly. She's a stand up comedian. Oh, yeah, Her,
2: her stand up is hilarious.
1: She is really funny. They're all Janelle James, who plays the principal. She does stand up. They're all good. Tyler James Williams is on the show. He was in Everybody Hates Chris. Uh, yeah. Lisa oh, Ann Cheryl Ralph is still looking good at sixty. Cheryl Ralph. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a good show. You guys I think you guys I mean Ty's obviously seen it. Um,
2: yeah, I haven't seen the show yet. I keep forgetting to check up on it. But yeah, I definitely got
0: to check it out. I'm gonna have to look That was the only out. one I really had. One other one that I, that, that I had besides Black Sails, which is still to me, I kind of want to rewatch that whole thing. And if you haven't watched it and love classic literature, I highly recommend it, um, is Altered Carbon on Netflix. Only made it two yeah. seasons. The first season was significantly better than the second, I will definitely say. Um, the second season definitely was a little harder for me to watch, but um, the first season was just, I think, well ahead of its time. And it was just, it was one of those sci-fi, like, unique shows where, like, you know, the, the person, like, it's pretty much the, the, con- the concept of it is, is like, if you die and you're rich, you could pretty much have a new, like, body form, I guess, that your memories can keep getting transferred into. Uh-huh. Um new sleeve. Yeah, new sleeve. So, yeah, a new sleeve. so the, the main character is actually like some like um Japanese fighter guy, and then he ends up in some like white dude's body yeah. in the season. But it's like very like uh Blade Runner meets um elements of Terminator meets like Time Cop meets a few other things. It's really cool. Um it is is one of those shows where I honestly was like blown away. And then that, then they've got a murder mystery to kind of run the whole show as well. Like it's kind of the the undercurrent of of the storyline, uh, which is really good. It's I don't know
3: how much money Netflix spent on it, but they had to spend a ton. Here's what I didn't understand: because they had season one, season two, and then they did an animated season. So I didn't understand if you're going to take you know spend the money to do animated. You know why cancel the show? I like the show, and I'll be honest with you. You didn't like season two. I actually like season two, so I, I was confused. And I like the animated series, so I was very confused when they decided not to bring it back. Yeah, and going going along with Cowboy Bebop, it's just be, for me. They're becoming Fox when it becomes when it comes to sci-fi. Anything sci-fi, Fox will run it for one season and get rid get rid of it, like Terra Nova. It's like another Firefly, series. Or like Firefly. No, Firefly. You know, they have really, really good sci-fi shows and they just need to find an audience, give them another season, give them another two seasons. But they, they're not willing to do that. But when it comes to comedies, they'll give them, they'll let them run forever. And I don't understand that, especially when they're not good. Half of them.
0: No, that's a good point. It's a good point. I think, yeah, I definitely think that there's, a, a spe- I think sci-fi, honestly, in terms of underrated shows is I think partially due to the visuals and the amount of money it takes to make them to be believable. It's probably why a lot of TV TV channels don't keep them going. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think too, I feel like sci-fi seems to be the number one type of show that gets canceled the earliest. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, it seems to be a very specific niche um, for it as well, depending on what they're doing, which speaking of sci-fi, I'm really interested, which is not going to be an underrated show, but I'm really interested that uh, now that Disney owns Hulu and owns 20th century Fox. And not that this is related to Disney, but I don't know, uh, but I don't know if you all read, read this, but Ridley Scott is producing an alien TV show on Hulu um, where it's going to be set on earth. So well before Ridley's time, Hmm. um, which I don't quite understand how they're going to do it, but um, it's another one of those sci-fi shows that I think the only way it's going to work is if they ground it and they don't go crazy with visuals. Because even for Hulu,
3: that's going to be a hard-ass show to keep going. I mean, I feel like Alien, like Jurassic Park, should just stop. I like, agree. It's got,
0: we got the gist. Yeah. We, we
3: get it. Yeah, we, there's agree. only so many times you can do it. I mean, and I'm 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 going to see the new Jurassic World movie, but I'm like, how many times can you do this? <laughs>
0: we, I know. I agree. <laughs> I agree. And I definitely think, but however, the argument I will make though for a alien show like this is it's set in an entirely different time period. We've never seen. Okay. So they have much larger creative license. It's set on earth. So mm-hmm. it's set before people race off to space. It's set like well before the, the Ridley storyline. So it, it could be interesting of how they do it. Um, but again, I think that there's, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be a one season and done situation. I don't I don't foresee this going to be getting the following because it's going to be so different than what people know Alien to be that it's going to get the right following. I think people are going to like, they're probably going to have Alien show up in the last episode and that's it. The rest of it's Follow-up. always going to be like posturing and like world building and they're like, oh yeah, here's your fucking creepy ass black mm-hmm. thing. Um, really bad, I'm guaranteeing that's what's going to happen. Yeah, 100%. Build up. He's going gonna to do the build up and then just be like, all right, guys, see you later. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, pretty much. But yeah, no, this I was just thinking about this because I'm going to leave it that I have not watched yet, but I'm going to start watching. Uh-huh. Um, which I don't know if it's good or bad, but um, it's set basically uh, – Alfred Pennyworth um, from the Batman era. It's set during uh, this time in the war where he learned how to fight, which most most of the movies don't go into, but he's the one that taught Batman how to fight in the comics. So it's right. going to be very in- interesting to see. The show has actually got renewed for a third season. It's supposed to be really good. I just haven't watched it, and I haven't talked to anybody that's seen it. It's HBO Max, right? It's on. It was another Cinemax show, but it's on HBO okay. Max as well.
3: Yeah. Okay, I'm going to give it a shot. I, I didn't know it was already up to season, season three. Yeah, yeah there's, the there's two
0: seasons. Yeah, so it's, it's again, set in his early years when he was in the war. Um, th- so it's going to be interesting to see how they connected to that world where he's friends with Thomas Wayne and well before all the other stuff and focused on him.
3: Um, I, think, I we- think the other problem with a lot of these shows, marketing. Because, like you know, like the Orville, you know, you see Seth MacFarlane in the show. Oh, you you, you think a family guy yeah. comedy, and it's not that at all. It's it's it's, take, it's He's trying his best to do a serious sci-fi show, like Star Trek, like you know, um, no, not, not not Star Wars, but like Star Trek. And so people go in expecting outrageous comedy like Family Guy, and it's that's not what you're going to get, and they turn it off because of that. I think a lot of these issues for the shows are just the way they market it.
0: Yeah, I could see that. Um, Or just they're, they're on channels that honestly haven't broken into the mainstream, like stars, for example, people just don't watch stars for shows. There's just not much on there. There's Cinemax was not usually known for its shows. It was known for its other kind of shows, Mm
1: -hmm. but
0: not, not a, (laughs) not like main quality shows. So, um, but anyways, yeah, that's 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 the thing for this week of underrated shows that no one watches that are like you know diamonds in the rough, so to speak.
3: All right, I appreciate this because I think from my show, when I, in two weeks, you just gave me an idea that I, uh, I think I'm gonna uh, uh, try it out and see how you guys like it in two weeks. But is Toby right, still I'll here? To be- yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I'm
1: still here. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, so maybe we can try to exit the show a little more smoother than last time and actually hmm. say goodbyes and not linger and basically <laughs> wonder who's going to hang up first. Right? But, no, um, you
1: up. no, you hang up.
0: I appreciate y'all. Uh, I'm glad being second weekend. Look forward to next week and Monday's almost fucking done. That's let's right. let's, let's, let's close it out. Care, <laughs> here, here. All right. Take back. care, fellas. Thanks, Talk y'all. Oh, good Bye. night. See you
1: all.